Hello, everyone, podcast land. I'm David. I'm Jono. And this is the podcast where we talk about the final frontier, those strange new worlds when we age out and become, uh, you know, senile old men. And, well, senile old men who are still in robot bodies. And thank God he's so much less senile <laughs> this, this season. I'm so grateful because yeah. this is the Let's Wing It podcast. And this week we have a treat for you. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about so many things. Uh, the primary thing is going to be Picard season three. John hey. was finally finished. So we're going to be able to do a spoiler cast. Uh, I know it's been yeah. a couple weeks, but you probably won't needed some time to watch it too. Uh, I finished it in three days. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you yeah. went fast, but I'm saying, uh, <laughs> I like doing spoiler casts later. Um, oh, I always fair. found that with, uh, like carpal critics too. It's, we actually had better performance in videos if we waited a week. So we could, people could click on that without yeah. worrying about spoilers because they had seen it. Uh, Anyways, that, yeah, this is yeah. all brought to you by our sponsor, your mother. We don't have your a sponsor mama. for this week, but uh, no. we just want to let you know that there will be sponsors in this part of the episode at some point. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, we did technically it. our first sponsor was Elgato. And That's then, true, actually. Shout out Elgato. Yeah. And then uh, we're not using those stuff right now because- I'm using wave panels. They're up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you technic- can see what? You can see what? You can see what? Ah, we're screwed for future <laughs> episodes. Uh, and then also we have- uh, uh, our patrons patrons are technically yeah sponsors, shout so. out to the patreons yeah so go to patreon.com slash let's wing it uh Woo! they are seriously great people that have allowed us as you notice if you aren't listening uh if you're on our youtube channel uh seeing us because um they're awesome donations and also pledges uh allows us to buy a license because that's the thing you have to buy yearly well yearly subscription licenses to get access to software now because that's yeah it. so that's a great thing. we're we're currently subscribing to riverside which we enjoy we yeah. are trying out autopod to see if it's helping with editing the yeah. podcast uh it seemed like you did an okay job last week it's a resource hog uh all the way to the top of the bottleneck uh yeah. and so i i'm gonna try and see if i do it a different way next week it'll be a little bit better but it was like i literally couldn't do anything by the time i got to the <laughs> end of it it would be like i would click i would do anything nothing i would no. have to like do it all kind of outside of Premiere, but then do also, you, I guess yeah. I also pay for Premiere and Photoshop. But I guess we haven't used Photoshop for this, but Premiere. So I mean, do you, do you want? Because I have, I I can talk to someone about getting a used M, the M1 uh, MacBook Pro that the one that I was using use uh used to use. So maybe you can talk about that. Let, let's let's chat about that later. Let's talk about but, that later. Let's talk about Picard, Jono. What did you Picard? think now that you're done this season? What do you think of Picard yeah. season three? I, honest to God, in the last five years of Star Trek, uh, it is the best Star Trek show or maybe just Star Trek season. Like Easily. the best 10 episodes of Star Trek you would ever watch. Granted. Well, not ever. I'm not ever. I'm not ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not ever. Last 10 years. Last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say this is if you watch Generations, Next Generations into this, those definitely like less of the next generation stuff like about morals and whatever mm-hmm. and then this one's like straight on action thriller mystery and also a ton of fan service was perfect it's like the perfect amount it didn't feel overdone For but sure. it felt like it fit well in the story well and it didn't feel shoehorned in like they found a way to make all the fan service feel like it was necessary for the story to work like yeah. every time they introduce a character it's not like all at once and you're like they do a big buildup. It's like there is a kind of a little bit of a buildup, 
Yeah. Um, like in particular, I think like Worf, it's like, oh, there's a secret character. That's like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the shadowy figure you don't know. And he shows up to save the day, but it's like, it's a relief to see him, but it's also like, it wasn't like a big like, oh my God, it's Worf. And I really <laughs> appreciated that. Every yeah. single character they bring in, like they have a moment, but it's not so like, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's like the the whole like orchestra goes like, and so I uh, yeah I mean to be honest I think the only person that I was kind of like eh, was he really like it didn't make sense it, I this is the one thing I struggled a lot with was uh like this is a spoiler cast who cares yeah, uh, so spoilers for Picard season three yeah so season one Picard Data was requested to die mm -hmm. so he was let go he passed away. But then, but like data came back here. I'm like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I, I so, struggled with that one a little bit. Okay. I think that they did a good job. That's the only scene in Picard season one that I like is the, is data being like, I want to experience the full breadth of human emotion or human experience. I want to experience death. They mm. unplug him. It's all good. I thought that was great for that season. Yeah. I knew before this season started, it was, he was going to be back. Like it, to me, it yeah. was like. That was never a thing there. This is TMG <laughs> reunion season. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that they did a pretty good job. I kind of agree. Like this data body with lore and before in there yeah. was good. I mm. think what I really liked and then subsequently liked less was yeah. the showdown between lore and data. So that setup is really pretty good. But, so I think it's pretty cool. They have. So if you haven't seen it and you're watching the spoiler cast, here you go. So. Data, lore, and before inside the mind of this new body for Data uh, mm. that is aged, you know, so that he has the experience of being old because they need to explain that Brent Spiner is older. Um, but they're, the different parts are partitioned, so he's kind of like switching between personalities. Uh, so they plug him in because they need control of the ship, uh, all kinds of situations, but they basically, they need full Data. They can't have lore. They Basically, no. lore betrays them, fucks everything up. So they're like, we need Data to win. And the only way to do that is for them to remove the partition between lore and data and for data to win this like mental battle. Yeah. And so they do that. They lift the partition and they, they, they come face to face and lore starts winning the mental battle. Basically he starts like taking parts of data. It's like, what's going on? Like, Oh, well I'm, I'm taking your essence. I'm becoming you. And data starts giving him these mementos from his past. So it's all these kind of like fan servicey things like, Oh, it's the Sherlock pipe. He gives it to data and he's yeah. like, are you giving it to me? And Data sees it kind of as like a trophy as he's mm. beating his brother. He gives him spot. Um, I really like that. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Data disappears, and you're like, "Oh shit, Data's dead." Um, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Lore's like, "Wait, no, no, God, no!" And then like Data kind of appears from inside him. They do that bullshit. Yeah. I was super into it up until. Like data comes out of him. I actually thought I thought the point was gonna be as data's disappearing, he's like, I am the sum parts of my experience. Like I am mm. everything that like I experience. That's who I am. Yeah. And so like these memories, they're they are me. And so I thought it was gonna be like when Lore takes these memories, he's gonna become data. And like that's that's gonna be the turn. Is like he'll be lore, but he'll also be data. And so they become like one being. And I thought that would yeah. be so much more interesting than like Lore being like, wait no no and then data appears and sucks him in and it's like ah who fucking cares this is yeah because it was already hinted at the beginning of the fight it's like these are me like yeah like to be a person like you know this is a very true statement for everyone not even just for data is that like your memories your past makes you you so 
you know, him giving, I, I already saw it coming. I'm like, oh, he's going to give this shit and he's going to like, yeah. like, but yeah, for me, I was kind of like expecting it was going to be like a data lore hybrid. Like that's what I was expecting. Same. I thought that would be yeah. way cooler too. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, I know you mentioned before, but before it was like barely in it. No, it was, it like was barely, it was like a mention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, but I was kind of hoping, which he kind of like, it's, Based enough, like it's data 2.0 or whatever version data is. And then it's just him being a little bit like, I can, it's based enough. He just doesn't have to be like, I am a robot. He's just like, I can feel. Because that's where they get to the the data Mm. at the end of, you know, this whole thing. He's human data. He's full human. He can, he can make, say contractions. He can make jokes. He understands Mm. like humor and emotion. Like he, he is essentially as human as Picard is after this mental battle. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been way cooler if that's because he's like a fully integrated version of himself and lore. And like, you know, the impulses yeah. that lore have and like the the kindness and, and you know, like yeah. intelligence that data has, like those come together and form this full complex being. Yeah. That's and then that's like a really interesting moral idea that you can explore yeah. like they used to in TNG and have it be like, <laughs> yeah, what is the essence of like a soul? What is like that yeah. makes a person a person and you can have it be something. Obviously, there's not time for a full exploration of that, but I think that it was a huge missed opportunity where they where they end up with data. I love the human data. I think the jokes are funny and Mm. it's nice, you know, having everyone together. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Kind of just appears and, you know, beats him. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I just kind of wish it was kind of like I think it could have been easily explained. It's like data. It's like not quite data. Lore? Not quite lore. Yeah. But you could call me data because I like 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 it could have like might be easier and then you can kind of like have like a little bit of lore outburst because like data had like that those moments in the later episodes like he had like little outbursts he was being sarcastic and he was yep. like oh be positive data it's like i hope we die quick it's like oh that was so good <laughs> um but like yeah i think that was my only like like the whole data part like thinking about it i'm like sure you kind of had to have data with the whole crew because it wouldn't kind of make sense it kind of suck if data wasn't there so yes i accept that data was there but it just to me it felt the season like season one like it already sucked but it's like oh yeah. that didn't matter the only thing you really need to know is that Bacar died because of the quote the um whatever condition was that turned yeah, out to be me- yeah, mental yeah. degenerative disorder. But that turned out to be just the Borg thing, which I actually loved. I loved how they did that because ever since he was Locutus and he came out and became Picard again, he was always able to hear the Borg. And it was like, oh, they explained it perfectly. It felt like literally, the, the I, I know you mentioned the guy's name, the showrunner for Picard season three. It's like he found someone or he developed himself the perfect fan fiction and made it actually good because um, for everyone in there, like every time Borg appeared, Picard can kind of sense them. He can hear them. It's because he is the receiver for the Borg and kind of like it talks to them and kind of gives them information and speaks for them. I think Locutus is like the one who speaks. I think that's the nickname nickname, but anyways, um, but it yeah, turned out. He, yeah. He's yeah. the receiver. So he's yeah. like, they, yeah, the board can speak through him. Yeah. So, like, it was so good because it's like it explains it because it never, they never really address it other than it's this like kind of quasi superpower against the Borg that's like, oh, the Borg are here. And it never gets explained. 
But now it's like, oh, it's because of this little thing that actually killed you. And now they actually used it because of his son can now be the receiver and transmitter for all the Borg. Like, that yeah, was I think so. I think that's a really clever take. I, I will admit when the Borg show up, I was like, oh, no, I, yeah, I, for, I love yeah, for the, the viewers. Borg. Yeah. For the viewers out there, I was literally watching and message David. I'm like, the Borg, you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, uh, they do one of those. It's like a late episode reveal where it's like there's yeah. like a nebula or some shit or no it's in, outside jupiter and like yeah. it the the clouds clear and it's like a board cube and you're like okay cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and it, it, it makes sense later you're like oh okay this is pretty dope yeah because uh, before but, that yeah. before that the villains were the changelings which is the villains in deep space nine uh and it made sense it made yeah, sense I was, and i was like fuck yeah that's cool like something yeah. different like you don't really see too many tng like you, we've seen Worf deal with changelings but we haven't yeah. really seen other TNG people. So it's cool to take villains from one series, put them in another, but it all feels yeah. like it works. And yeah. so I was into it. They don't do enough with the changelings. I think, I think it was more, uh, that was underdeveloped. And I think they could have done something cooler because the changelings are yeah. so fucking terrifying when they are impersonating people. And I, well, I thought there was so many times where I was like, that's definitely a changeling impersonating someone. And I was like, Nope, it, it was just someone. Yeah. Being an asshole. I, I, I really like the whole change because I really, I think out of all the star treks, I like, TNG and mm -hmm. Deep Space Nine. It's pretty equal because I like okay. Cisco. Like he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's and then um oh shoot, what's it? What was the um the Voyager? The in, in no oh. Changeling Deep oh, Space Auto. Nine. Auto is the one in Deep Space Nine. Uh Auto. Yeah, I kind of I was kind of hoping you'd come back. There was like one point I'm I like, oh is so that too. Auto? Like, is that the, Auto? <laughs> so the, the problem is yeah, he's too much. Like Deep Space Nine is beloved by the fans. But yeah. it didn't have the same reach that TNG does, and mm -hmm. none of the people in T in Deep Space Nine have the same face recognizability as the yeah. TNG people. I mean, well, I mean, you got Voyager, you got Tuvok from Voyager, and then I was hoping for Janeway. I was like, Admiral I know. Janeway? I was like, come on, yeah. I could, I had such a crush on Janeway. I was like, oh, so good. Still do, still do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting. We'll save that discussion for later in the episode. Yeah. But where they can take it from here, because they give us hints of what they want to do. But yeah. let's get back. Let's get back to what's in this season. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I agree. My general thoughts with Picard season three, this is the best Star Trek thing since like mm. since Deep Space Nine. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like Enterprise. It's fine, but I don't like it. Um, I Enterprise hate was the first one, right? No, Enterprise it, no. is the 2000s one with uh, Scott Bakula. Yeah. That's like, it, so chronologically, you're right. It's the yeah. first one. Yeah. I think um, they even mentioned that too, because it was like at the at the start of the um, fleet parade, or like two hundred fifty yeah. years ago. I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of a nice mention. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, it's funny in hindsight, I like Enterprise better, but it also is like the tipping point for what Star Trek became. Because mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of episodic Star Trek. TNG is like the sweet spot. I love Voyager. I love Deep Space Nine. But Deep Space Nine, especially later, became mm -hmm. a much more serialized thing. Like the Dominion Wars became like a linear thing like there was you know death and permit permadeath for people yeah um, i mean with dc9 they had like without the dominion war the show would be just so boring as fuck like it would just be cork just doing zany things and then and then I yeah that. that's i mean I, I, I agree think i think yeah. i think they could have developed the show to be more like png <clears throat> but i think the conceit of it being one space station makes it harder because mm -hmm. you don't get to go to different planets and experience entirely different civilizations. You can experience yeah. individuals from those civilizations, maybe a group of individuals, yeah. but you don't get like 
oh, we're landing on this planet and we have to totally have this crazy culture shock and deal with yeah. that. And like our values just don't align. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get that they, it was a smart move to move to get yeah, the Dominion mm-hmm. Wars and have this serialized drama. Yeah. But to me, that was like the last good Star Trek show. And it's already moving to the stuff that I don't like. Yeah, well, so I mean, me, I think it was Deep Space Nine, and was Deep Space Nine and Voyager happening at the same time? About the same it? time. I think all yeah. three were on at, at the air at the same time, because the premiere of Deep Space Nine has Patrick Stewart in it. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember the exact order, but I think it's mm-hmm. it's TNG, I think then Voyager, then Deep Space Nine, but I think there was a crossover point for at least two, maybe all three. Yeah. Because, yeah, the and, 90s were Star Trek era. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was such a good time, like, just watching Picard, because everyone, everyone, like I said, made sense. The story was really thrilling. Those parts, why was Jack having all these crazy visions, and why does he have some super cool powers, and how does he control people, like, question mark, and then it just, then it just gets all explained, saying, oh, it's because of the Borg, which was, like, lame, but then it was kind of like, oh, He's controlling all the Zoomers, which is everyone yeah. who's under 25 and under. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, yeah, and this- I, I actually think that they did a really good job with the setup of his control or with mm-hmm. the payoff of the control. Because there was definitely yeah. a while where I was like, this is kind of dumb. Uh, it's just like <laughs> stupid action movie shit. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But when they explain it, that exa- they, that the Borg extract Lacutus's, like ability to receive... Yeah, uh, and I've been implanting that into Starfleet using transporters. I thought that, that was, was really so clever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh, and then Jack, well, I mean, was born no, not with to this inter- not to interrupt. It's because that was like a theme though with all Star Trek. Because people, some people were freaked out by teleportation because yeah. it's like you get de-digitized and then you get remade. So like, people, I think it was a whole storyline. A couple, I think all all Star and, Trek. Well, in TNG, it. there's at least yeah. that one cowardly engineer who like won't yeah and so i mean because it's like because people always go are you do you die every time which is yeah are you are you you at the end or are you a clone of you like yeah so i mean yeah i don't don't mean to interrupt you but like i thought the whole that was really smart because like that is a big thing because teleportation is like that's how they don't have to deal with shuttlecraft all the time yeah well it's it's essential to their their inner work or like their all workings Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a clever setup, uh, and then it was kind of I don't know. It, it was d- weird to me that it was only twenty five years. I thought it was like it was smart that they're like, oh, you know, it's because the brain's developing, so they they take up the 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 DNA change. Mm-hmm. But it it was just because they didn't want any of the OG cast to get controlled. <laughs> yeah, I, like it, they, t- I those are those a lot of like the maladies I I felt with that because it's like. The old, the old guys can still take it, take you boys to school. Like, you know, like no worries there. And also it's, it is kind of like the passing of the torch, right? Cause it's like the younger generation does eventually take over and all these old people, and like a lot of like old, the original Star Trek TNG, some other of the other shows, they do die. Like they literally, you watch them get like blasted in the face. I was like, what? That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, but- I think, uh. I think they did a good job. I what did you think of Jack? Um, Jack overall was really impressive, except when he went to the Borg. I was like, "Yeah!" I was just like, "Watch it!" I'm like, "Oh, so that you just 
you just Walk. like <laughs> you literally like did the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever it seen. Was, it was very frustrating because I think the show does a really good job justifying the actions of its characters. Mm-hmm. But there it's like he's like, I'm sad. I'm going to go stand up to the Borg Queen. And he's like, I'll never join you. And she's like, you're alone. He's like, OK, I'll join. you. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's like, just what? It felt really like, sloppy, like bad writing for sure. I mean, you know, there was a little bit at the beginning. It's like, oh, I've seen all the the wars and the mistreatment and the bribery and this chaos and corruption in the world. You know, this is maybe like a little bit of the Borg in me speaking, but I kind of wish it was all unified. So like there was that component, but to me, it didn't feel strong enough because maybe because no. like my own experience, like that's the world, you know. But that's the shit. Like that's what you got to do, and then you kind of have to deal with it. This he's just like he literally, kind of, in a way, he did what the young person kind of did was like he thinks he can change the world, make it better, but then gets kind of like fucked over by someone old, which is the queen, the board queen, mm-hmm. and just takes advantage of him of his yep. purity of. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that whole thing. It was frustrating, and it honestly took away from my enjoyment of the last episode, last two episodes. Yeah. Whenever he gets assimilated, I was like, this was so stupid that it's hard mm. to take anything and be like, I just kept thinking about how stupid it was. Anytime the Borg yeah. are winning the fights, I'm like, it's all because fucking stupid writing for Jack. <laughs> and Jack, I mean, yeah, because I think Jack, a great character, the show Picard, has mm. utterly failed to make good characters. That, okay, yeah, that's not. They have they have utterly failed in the past making some of their characters. Some of them are pretty good. I think Raffi's fine. Raffi's I liked, great. Uh, I thought I like Doc the Captain R- Rios. Yeah, Captain Rios was fine. Which um, one's Rios? I, so he's the in the first season. He's oh like the, yeah, the I was Captain. I was kind of pissed that he wasn't here for the third one. So I'm like, he was the end of season. The end of season two ends oh. with like they're all gone now, <laughs> and so they give us like a montage because. Uh, yeah, Rios basically stays in the past uh, to stay with this woman he's fallen in love with. I think. Oh, okay. I I've never um, watched season two, so I don't give a so, shit. So, and then the other thing that they do, Allison Pill's character, who's like the cyborg doctor. Uh, oh, she's. Well, she's in season two again, oh. uh, and she's a really important piece. So basically, season two, I'll give you the crux yeah, of it. Uh, they go basically. Uh, Q sends them back to the past, but it's like a different, or they sends them to an alternate dimension where Starfleet is evil, uh, and they're like a military uh-huh. dictatorship, um, and they've erra- they've eradicated the board, um, and so they That's go okay. back to the past. I can't remember exactly. They basically they go to the back to the past to change shit, um, mm. but what happens is, oh no no, it's the board attacks them and forces them to go to the past. The basically what happens is Allison Pill's character she becomes the Borg queen, but she's like a good Borg queen. <laughs> and oh. so she's like, you know, wants peace and good shit. So the season ends with her being a Borg queen, but like a good one. <laughs> they never, ever talk about that in this season. Not fucking once. And that's like, there, there is a Borg queen in this, but it's like the OG one. And it makes way yeah. more sense. Like the one from, you know, uh, Insurrection Nemesis. Is it First Contact? Contact? That's the last yeah, time yeah. we see... Uh, when yeah. when data blows him up, <laughs> oh, and- no, no, it w- in first contact he didn't blow them up. That's Nemesis when they blew it up. But well, did he they blow Borg. I can't remember. No, so he, in he first dies contact, in Nemesis. 
Yeah, he dies in Nemesis, but in First Contact, it was in the warp core, and he shoots or breaks. Oh, no, he punches the coolant that causes uh, all organic matter to get eaten. Patrick Stewart becomes a man. He pulls himself up and then watches, like, the queen die. Data had a very little bit of skin, so he was fine. Yeah. And then Picard breaks the uh, spine of the queen. So yeah, that's yeah, me okay. nerding because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched that movie yeah, yeah, yeah. like a hundred times. It's great. I, <laughs> yeah. I So I like First Contact. I don't love First Contact. Yeah. Um, so and all the TNG movies kind of suck except for First Contact, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Picard season three better than all of them. It's, <laughs> I think it's I better, like this yeah. better than, it's better than even First better. Contact. Okay. Wait, wait. So um, I, sh- I want to try to do this test. I was thinking about doing this. So okay, who's okay, your okay, okay. Are there, okay, I, I think I might know your answer already, but it would probably be different from mine, but I'll explain why. So, okay, I kind of like, okay, one, two, three, and then say the name. Who's your favorite new character in season? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, so one, two, Well, hold on, three. hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, wait, Jack. yeah. Okay, well, I said it. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so, so mine was Liam's, the, the, the captain. captain. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty badass. Because, okay. Yeah. Anyways, you go. You explain, or if you want, you want, oh, you want me just, to explain. I just, I think he's the f- new person that they put in. That I was like, yeah. they can go toe to toe in acting with at least most of the crew, if not even Patrick Stewart, because yeah. like, especially Soji in the first two seasons, that character, she just like, Soji was in so season up. two. Yeah, she is, but oh, not, not, not the character, the actor as a different character, like. The daughter of Dr. Nguyen Singh, a clone, some bullshit. Who cares? I'm um, so glad they just kind of like fucking destroyed those first. Two so seasons. her, yeah, her, her ending is Will Wheaton shows up who, cause he's a traveler now. He goes, you know, between dimensions and shit. Uh, and oh, he's like, yeah. I have a proposition for you. <laughs> and then that's <laughs> their God. And you're like, yay, yay! You suck. It also, yeah. It also was, I felt like a, honestly, a reminder yeah. As to why Will Wheaton's <laughs> not in the show. Yeah. I like Will Wheaton. He's done a lot of really cool content. Uh I think he's like good at what he does. I don't want to be like shitting on him, but I don't he I didn't feel like I really missed him in the third season. I think story wise, yeah. I was like, it's kind of weird that oh. there's a new Beverly Crusher son, uh, and they never talk about Wesley. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's what they was like. She like she has another kid. I'm like, man, like she has them, and they either leave or die. <laughs> so that's Jack. Yeah. Well, and like I I I I was okay with the fact that you know Picard didn't know about it. I thought it was like a little bit like okay, convenient for the story, but uh, yeah. it was fine. I think yeah. I really like that actor. I think he did a really good job with yeah. the complex emotion. Thought. A lot of it, I think just, yeah, really only when he turns to be a Borg, that was some pretty, sh- but I think that's the writing that was the problem. Yeah. Um, I liked when him and Picard connect in the, in the bar. when they're being assimilated. No, 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 no. When they're, so when Jack oh, is already being yeah, assimilated yeah. and he's transmitting the thoughts and Picard, you know, grabs the, tries to unplug him and it won't work. And so he stabs himself in the neck. Um, he force assimilates himself. Yeah, he force assimilates himself and he's like, has the chat with him inside. I thought that was pretty cool because. Yeah. Uh, they it, it that felt like a moment where they turn like hey the morality of it like like jack being like well like everything feels good everything's safe everything's uni- like homogenous like it's all one thing and picard's I mean, like don't know the beauty of the universe is you know the diversity of it yeah i mean like i think that whole theme of just like the uniformity of like that 
I always find Borg is like the symbolism of fiction because that's what it is. Hmm. Like seven on the nine talks about it quite a bit. It's like, I kind of miss that kind of like being together it is a drug and it takes a long time to give it. Um, and then, you know, so easy to succumb to it and it's really hard to get out. And it's just like that whole thematic kind of thing. Also space zombies. Everyone loves space. Zombies. Yeah, it's for sure. Okay. For sure. Space zombies to me, I always, especially in 2023, I feel like I interpret the Borg more as this idea that mm-hmm. everything should be one thing. And it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like globalization. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the, like everyone just becoming part of one unit and yeah. like even even socially in north america like the the ideal uh like cultural like balance was yeah. you know the melting pot you know everyone comes here and puts a little bit to the pot and then it all comes out into you know whatever canadian culture yeah. is whatever american culture is but yeah. i think the value has changed a little bit where we want people to not you know throw their ingredient in and then everything kind of just becomes one it's more we want people to cherish their individuality and like the places yeah. they come from and like the, mm. the, the, the history and like the, the beauty of that. And I think yeah. the Borg represents a, like maybe not when it was written, but now represents the idea of the melting pot or like yeah. color blindness. He, no, um, the Borg. So, you know, I, I would still say a little bit of addiction. Ugh. Uh, so with the Borg, I do see it's like forced melting pot. It's like, you have to let go everything and you just are now a binary number. Like that's, mm-hmm you are that so like it's globalization like all unifying things in a bad way because like you know no one wants to be assimilated well i guess picard at one point but no one wants to, you know like like it we'll have sucks their individuality because, erased yeah it is nice and comforting that you are in a group but you lose that kind of aspect of decision and free will like that's mm-hmm. what it is and also well, uh the queen makes them look really bad <laughs> yeah well and i think it's interesting because like there is an argument, you know, in favor of the Borg, like this connectiveness mm-hmm. uh, and this unity and this this like this idea that we're more than just ourselves. Yeah. But it's interesting to me because like you like you are mo- like when you're part of the Borg, you're more than just yourself. You are yeah. all of it, but you're yeah. also less than you were because like what you were is just, you know, faded away and part of some collective consciousness yeah. that doesn't be integrate that in a in a practical way yeah and also the fact too it's like you know you don't really add into it you are forced to be thing so it's not like when you say the melting pot like melting pot becomes more this one's like more it's not more different or more better it's just same like that uh what okay so let me go back so the reason why i like law at everything he says i'm like Kind of like he has like the almost to me the perfect hero's journey of the whole show. Yes, you know, spoiler alert, uh, he does die at the end, but you can see like he goes through the, the whole kind of aspect because before he died, and maybe even a little bit after in the kind of like the epilogue, uh, he's very different because like he's very straight edge. You find out the reason why he's a straight edge, and then you can start seeing him coming around. And then him ultimately changing, going with the TNG crew and sacrificing himself at the end. And then mm-hmm. also at the end, Seven of Nine always thought he hated her, but he actually really respected her as a person mm-hmm. and promoted to the captain. It's weird because you see all these moments where you see Picard and Riker breaking all these rules. Where 
And this guy, like when he's like quoting things, like you're not supposed to do that. You're like, you know, he's, he's kind of right. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're not really supposed to do that. And they're like, Oh, we have to go rescue Picard and Riker. It's like, Oh, he's like, he states a very true thing. It's like, do I rescue two old relics, two old people for 500 people? Like, it's like, if you in that situation, I'd be like, this is going to sound like a dick, but I'd be with that guy. Cause it was like, I don't want to die. Like, well, 100%. We are so <laughs> yeah. used to media portraying, you know, the cowboy mentality as the correct way forward. Yeah. So I appreciated having him. Captain, what's his captain? Liam. Uh, it's Liam Shaw. So Captain Shaw. Yeah. Captain Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was great. I thought he was like unnecessarily rude at the beginning. I thought the the writing was a tiny bit clunky. Yeah. Where I was like, I get it. Like, you know, you're, you're putting up your walls, you're setting your boundaries, but mm-hmm. it felt too showy in a way that I was like, this is like, this is kind of just shitty writing. Yeah, but I didn't like, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I think I know what scene you're talking about was like, he started eating dinner before uh, so I think that's Riker. I think that's a, yeah, yeah, that's the scene. I like that detail because they don't make like a big deal of it. They're like, oh, he's like, he's not interested in the decorum. And he's like, mm. I think that's a cool like little character tidbit you can do with a small amount of time. Yeah. I think it's just like the way he is talking in that scene or something it, like just like unrealistically rude. But yeah. I really like where they take him and they really, you know, make you like him by the end. And then yeah. when he dies, you're like, you're like no, got a child. I mean, I think I like for me, I didn't mind that scene because especially later when you see um, when he gives the commission, the, the command of Titan back to her mm-hmm. and you see Shaw in that fucking bar scene because they ran out of money. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? Like. Use a different bar at least. Uh, but anyways, I could talk about it later. But you can you see him explain it. It's because uh, when Bacarb was the cutest and killing everyone in Starfleet, that, that time, it's like he explains, like this the viewer, if, if you don't care to watch it, he explains the fact that he was a uh, he was in engineering. The ship was that he was on was totally screwed. They went to the life pod. There was only, I think there was like, he said that there was 20 of them. There was only room for it. And he was, and everyone respected the chain of command. They waited until they got orders. A lieutenant came, and then the lieutenant just started picking people. And he was one of the people that was picked. Hmm. And the lieutenant didn't even pick themselves, and he was saved. So it was like a traumatic moment because he remembers that Picard was the cutest. So he has like, you know, prejudice against him for his past crimes. And so it, that kind of gives me like, oh, it explains why he's so rigid and he's up to the rules is because he was inspired by that action of following the rules will at least kind of bring you some order in in a time of chaos so i was like oh okay i kind of get it but also you're still being really rude but he's a character of going wow you're a dick but i understand why oh for sure and i think like Mm -hmm. it's super just by like why he's so abusive um Mm -hmm. but i i i knew i knew right away he was like cisco is like i'm a victim of lacutus uh, I like the story, you know, like, like of, of why yeah, he survived, I, but um, I feel like 30 years later, 35 years later, it's yeah. time to let go, like, everybody. It's, it's, it's time to be a big boy and then kind of do it. But, you know, I think he does do a lot of growing up, like in the short span yeah. of like three days. And yeah. I just, I don't know. Every time I see him, you're like, yeah, like you're, you're. You're getting to the TNG crew, like yeah, yeah. and then he yeah, dies. He felt, I'm like, oh, yeah. he felt yeah. like I was like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You're on the level. It feels like you're part of this. Yeah, but yeah, it 
I, I feel like he leads naturally into speaking about Jonathan Frakes, like Riker, yeah. um, who on my rewatch of TNG right now, I am realizing is such an underappreciated piece of why that crew is so good. Um, yes. He is the glue that holds it all together. Like, I was like, what's his thing? You know, he's like, you mm. know, the brash, like pilot type. But it's like, no, he doesn't really <laughs> have any specific skill he can fall back on. But yeah. he is like the warmth and the compassion of that crew. And like an episode we watched, he there's a, an, a total asshole that walks on board. And mm. we're used to Jonathan Frakes or Riker being very kind and warm and inviting to people. Mm. But he's there to be like the first line of like social defense. And he he pushes back so hard in just the right way. Like it's not it's vicious, but it's yeah. firm. And it's like you will not get away with that kind of behavior. And I feel like yeah. here, too, he's he's always like the warmth and the kindness. And he brings it together. And I really like that scene when he's commanding. And like things aren't going well, and the ship keeps reappearing, and they're like, "What the fuck do we do?" Yeah. And Picard gives him bad advice, and yeah. they, they fucking come at odds to each other, and they're like really fighting, and it's like a great scene. But then in the next like scene or two, like they are able to have like a human grown up discussion yeah. and deal with it. And I was like, that honestly was one of the moments. This show's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think one hundred percent you're right because it's like it's it's kind of those a lot of different layers when you actually think about it. Cause, like. They're best friends, like they've known each other for decades, and they have this decorum of like they know how to act in front of everyone in a proper Starfleet way. It's like, oh, you know, Riker, you're captain, Picard. Okay, I, I'm retired technically, so I'm not really a commission officer. But he's like, I'll be your number one. Like he automatically like there's no like egos, there's no boss. They're trying to help each other, but yeah, Picard does up, and then he's like, get out, uh, get off my bridge. Picard does. Like in most cases, most shows, you'd see like a action or a kind of conflict going, no, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. Like Picard's like, okay. And just like leaves, like straight up leaves and yeah. feels bad for Well, himself. he knows he fucked up. Yeah. He knows yeah. he's up. And yeah. his ego isn't so big that he's not willing to accept, you know, yeah. that he fucked up. I mean, yeah. And then the scene that you're talking about is like, Riku goes, this is what's happening. And Picard's like, oh, I'm sorry. But it's like, Riku is also like, yeah. It it wasn't good advice, but also it was good advice at the same time. It's like we should yeah, be there was fighting. A, it was a no win scenario. Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, that's the episode <laughs> episode no win scenario. And then it was just it's so good because yeah, I do hundred percent agree. He's the glue because when you think about all the personalities, like Worf is kind of like the brash, uh, almost like Data, but he just has like kind of like the comic relief, but also badass. Mm. You know, Beverly Crusher is the very. Sk- like straight here's the signs this is what we need to do and sometimes it's not correct or she kind of breaks the rules uh deanna troy is like the the heart or like she's the kind of like the conscious of the crew jordan laforge is the curious guy and data is just like he's like the baby of this and then and picard is like the very person that is like very calculating he knows he knows how to talk to people make sure like to get them what they need but also Riker is that person who you kind of need because it's like he's like he kind of represents the people watching the show in my opinion like i think that's fair human being yeah because he's like oh um you sure you want to do that picard because you know this could happen it's like no and then you always see that things and it's just great like yeah 100 percent. like he is the and he actually is going through shit too in this whole yeah. episode well i think which- i think in particular in tng picard is like kind of asocial like he's a great leader and like a, he's a definitive de- mm-hmm. decision maker, but he always, I think he, he doesn't enjoy the 
person to person part of being a captain like having people report to him and like you know Riker is such a good ambassador for him on the ship where it's like he yeah. can give these orders that aren't popular and Riker can go and like soften the blow or it's, they're, they're, it's yeah Picard is the dad and Riker's the mom of the ship I think that's a great analogy Riker is totally the mom in a traditional sense of the crew and yeah. I think he but I, 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 I always just kind of threw him away. Like, you could, you can list what the other people do and what he does is so intangible, but I also think it's kind of a skill that's gone away in the modern era because we're so hyper fixated on efficiency. So if someone doesn't offer like a specific skill set that is visible from the outside or like monetizable specifically, then mm. it's like, they're not interested. And so to have, you know, an anchor, an emotional anchor or like a social anchor of the crew doesn't yeah. sound like, you know, a, a monetizable position, but he's so important. And I think that mm -hmm. in society, we need more of these social anchors. Yeah. I mean, those like everyone's on the right, everyone's left. Hey, Picard, you should really listen to this guy because he makes some good points. And hey, guy, listen to Picard because he also makes some good points. So he's like the most technically, everyone says Picard's very diplomatic. I think honestly, Picard would have st without, oh, not, I'm not talking about the show. The like, you know, character. Captain Picard, the character would have sucked without. Yeah, I think I think he's a great diplomat, like an ambassador to the outside. And I think yeah. that's Picard's strength. Like if I think about any character in history that I want to be an ambassador for human to the, 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 the galaxy, I'm like, yeah, Picard's yeah. pretty high up there, man. But do I want Picard to be my immediate boss? <laughs> probably not <laughs> no because yeah picard has that that coldness of like he mm. could send you to the death and you just have to accept it at least john like with Riker, he would do the same but at least you would feel good about it <laughs> no, i mean he would join you he'd be like i'm part of this yeah and I, yeah I don't yeah i i i just appreciate him and i think that even like not politically speaking i think that like workplaces and friend groups and stuff like we need more social anchors and we need that to be a valued skill yeah um, and it's like we like i feel like that's just something that doesn't really happen as much as it did in the 90s yeah uh, I maybe mean, i'm just old and i have no yeah friends. <laughs> i think i think i understand like now thinking about it as a kid i'm like yeah when i first saw Riker and i watched him i didn't like him too and he's just like oh he's just there to bang deanna troy <laughs> like yeah, that's exactly. all he was well, exactly he's the guy who yeah. fucks the space aliens and you could you could pretty clearly tell they took you know the the original series crew and they flipped first mate and captain where like yeah. captain was like the hot brash lady killer uh cocky guy and they made that the first officer whereas the first officer in the original series of spock you know cold calculating very mm. direct they flipped that make that the captain i think that's a good switch they made but the, yeah. here's one thing i was disappointed in the whole show with Riker. Mm. he didn't do the chair thing he didn't he's too he old i mean like he could he could have done it at the bar like you could have just like we <laughs> maybe i th i it's it i will say as amazing it is as it is to have everyone together they're all old that's not yeah. they're not all at old but it, and this season was a lot better than season one season one it's a story thing that picard is old and frail and yeah. that is not fun to watch a beloved character you knew as like a 40 50 year old yeah become old and frail and like i love picard still but it just wasn't a pleasant thing to see and that's like yeah. maybe shitty and shallow i don't think that was like a fun part of the show for anyone so i think no. they've done away with like their frailty but it is mm -hmm. it is intense seeing them 30 years later yeah uh, but michael dorn i like i like white-haired uh 
uh, Worf a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, I think he was really good, and I think honestly, like Jordy, uh, Jordy was fucking awesome. Like he was yeah. like you could see there was a difference as he did say it's like you know I used when I used to be a kid like when I used to be on the 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 Enterprise. I would follow you guys anywhere without question, but now I have kids. Like he brought so much more character, like so much growth to his character because he has two kids and now he's all worried. But it's like, I liked how Picard also gave him the realization. It's Jordy, like without your kid, even with you trying to protect your kids, your kids are not safe because you are, yeah. you're just with me. So regardless yeah. if you, if you're screwed if you do kind of, it's yeah. we don't like that's why i i really i don't know it's, it's something about jordy's like but um lavar but he did yeah. such a good job on well i role. think that's such a great dilemma where he's like yeah when it was just me this danger was it was my choice to make but now as a father like i don't want to see my kids in danger but it, but jordy it's their decision to make and like like your daughter the one that's not actually your real life daughter she's yeah. so willing to jump into danger like she's like recognizes it and it's like in the end this is mm -hmm. a universe scale conflict Either you win or you're all dead anyway. So yeah, that's that's why I, like that's that's it was so good. Actually, the one thing too with the daughter and I did not care for that sexual thing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm yeah. a big fan of platonic, like close platonic relationships. Yeah, and I think that that's a lot harder to write than you. Know, you're kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I got kind of weird is because like Jack was like kind of reading her thoughts too. It's like, ooh, mm. like, oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That did get weird. <laughs> like, I wish you touched my hand or something. He's like, oh, why did he touch my hand? I don't know. It was like, is it like, it's invasive. They, yeah, I was like, is it okay? Like, if you could read it, be thoughts with, is that kind of you're manipulating? Oh, it is manipulation. Yeah, yeah for it sure. It is wrong. For sure. It is 100% wrong. Um, but I think, too, I think uh, my favorite part of the show, I think you probably could relate to that is we all knew it was coming we 100 percent knew it was coming because it was mentioned early in the show too it's uh go to the space dock and see uh oh, yeah. you, you see the, the enterprise, enterprise d yeah you're like yeah <laughs> i was like celebrating i'm like yeah this is so sweet yeah i was i think they did a good job justifying why they needed it it's like Obviously, it's there for fan service. Like, there's a yeah. lot of other options they had, but like, it, it was good enough reason. And then being on that bridge that is so dated in such a comforting way, yeah, was so nice. Like, I love that they even comment like, "Ah, oh, you know what I miss? The carpet." <laughs> oh. It's like it's all yeah. all the new ones. Yeah, it's like they wanted to look sci-fi, and what looks more sci-fi than reflective surfaces? So everything is shiny, everything is light, everything yeah. is reflective. Uh, and it has this look that's so cold and I, it's not that I hate the modern look, but there's something so warm and yeah, comforting about TNG's yeah. bridge. And then, oh, it also it's like, oh, I missed that voice. Like the voice was like the same as the original oh, yeah. one. And I, here's, here's my only kind of, kind of a little bit complaint is they probably bored this from, I think Fast and Furious 7 or um anyway like anyways it was just like oh all the ships are connected because they're all digital but the enterprise d's analog i'm like i in my head i had to pause it i'm like that was fuck that was fun the fucking fast and the furious when charlie's theron's character hacks all the cars and made zombie cars and he had to get really old classic supercars because they're carburetta and 
analog. I was like, it's a, I don't think that Fast and the Furious invented that idea. <laughs> no, but I like I like that idea that maybe you know that was the inspiration. I yeah. think that was fucking stupid. I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> they Starfleet really fucking put all their ships, you know, on one security band. They can all be hacked all at once. Come on, man. And like the idea that you know oh, the Enterprise D. That's yeah. still like fucking 300 years in our future. Yeah. And a ship that's 330 years in the future are so drastically different. And like that one would be defined as analog and one's defined yeah. as digital. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's not like the 70s and like the like 2300s. It's like yeah. 23 and 2330. Like it's those are so close in time compared to the technology of today that like yeah. the idea that the Enterprise D isn't part of some network is total bullshit. Yeah, it, it just felt, I, it I felt, thought it was dumb. It it felt so weird, and also it's like I don't know, like th like this is when the show kind of like starts getting a little bit less realistic. Like, because the first like two thirds of it, it's like very like on point of like you know this happens because of this because you explain the science really well and not in mm -hmm. in like a nerd stupid way of like oh we could do this because da, 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 like we can do this because this and that. I'm like cool. This one it was like weird because like. It was only like the handful of them, like the main cast. How are you flying the fucking ship? Like, where's yeah. your engineering team? Like, at yeah, the there should very be hundreds least. of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have maybe explained it away. Maybe like Jordy, you know, automated mo a bunch because it's supposed to be like a historic ship or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, like it's, it's like yeah, the most like automated thing. He's like, oh, well, well, the drones are loading the torpedoes. I'm like, that sounds like a plausible thing. I can get yeah, behind that. Sure. But I was fine with that. But uh, I think my general enjoyment of the show, the first four episodes were my favorite. The middle yeah. ones were a little bit less. And then the finale, like, I think I enjoyed less. It was kind of a little bit of a decline yeah. throughout the season, but it never went below, like, a seven. Like, even, like, the, like, yeah. stupidest episode, I was still, like, solid seven. The the second last episode was to me the worst because of the whole Jack yeah, situation. Hundred um, percent. I did like kind of like the Zoomer versus Boomer aspect because that was yeah, that, that was, was kind of right, neat. Yeah. Uh, the last episode I really enjoyed because they kind of like summed everything up and made it good. Um, yeah, like honestly, I think yeah the you know the second last episode seven, everything else was like eight and above at least. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I, I like, like that. Yeah. Oh no, I just okay. like that they. They close it off really well. Like they even bring yeah. back the ending of TNG as this yeah. poker game, and they do the the credit sequences that uh, I thought that was really nice, really warm, really comforting. And it's like it's crazy that we had a good ending to TNG. Like when pa Patrick Stewart comes and joins their poker game, that's kind of like the perfect ending. Like that's like the end of his character arc is that he's you know one of the crew. He sees them as friends, not just crewmate or like not just his mm. you know his his crew. Yeah. But bringing it back, it then they do the movies, and the movies kind of just like go off and they're like not really TNG. They're just something completely different. Uh, yeah. Then we have all these other shows and then Picard season one and two that suck. And they just like, they didn't get it right. And so yeah. for them to somehow at the end of 30 years, bring it back and have it feel appropriate and feel like, like it honors it and it's yeah. enjoyable and it all makes sense. A fucking miracle that they got it, it there. It's so good. And actually like even beyond the epile like even beyond that poker scene because they had like the secret bonus one um they actually like it still makes sense because it's like oh you could still have picard it just won't be you know john pa luke. patrick yeah john luke picard or patrick stewart it'll be jack, jack picard. picard and i love how like aiming that like oh cool uh i think her name is carrie ryan 
Yeah, seven and nine. Uh, Rafi's going to be there. Hopefully, I hope they keep them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have Jack, who's not the big captain. He's like Riker, which is kind of yeah. cool. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And then you know, it still can be Picard because it's like it's him. It's like it's with these guys. Yeah. Well, so I hope that they close this series off. I hope that they really? do another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to do another Picard. I think they they can bring that character into a series. Mm-hmm. And but like I don't know, man. I like I love Q. But season two of Picard, they close off the Q stuff. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I, I wasn't surprised <laughs> that they brought him back. You know, yeah. whatever. I mean, but like I, humanity's trials is over for Picard. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, fucking yeah. Q. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm not against a show that features Jack, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be a continuation of this show. I want it to be like essentially fucking TN. I, I, all I want from Star Trek is a fucking episodic show with characters that I like and and yeah. like slowly grow over the four or five seasons or whatever. And yeah. each episode is a moral dilemma presented by value differences with different cultures. And if they do that and they include Jack, I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. But if they do a fucking serialized drama with Jack being tried by Q for a whole season, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I get that, but I, I kind of understand. Let's just like, okay, cool. They 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 didn't they didn't close it. They kind of left it open, so you could have Jack. Yeah. You could have Picard, which honestly, let's be honest, it's gonna happen. Um, you think Patrick Stewart come back? I no, think no, 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 no. I think they're gonna continue Picard, but it'll be with Jack Picard. Like that's, that's I don't think my, so. I don't think really. I don't I I don't think they'll continue that name. I I think that if yeah. they continue the show Picard without Patrick Stewart, yeah. they will have such a needless backlash. And it's not like Picard is such a strong name. Like if mm. they do Star Trek Picard versus, you know, Star Trek New Adventures, Star Trek uh Titan the, or the, that. the next like the 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 now generation. Like whatever some mm. stupid play on the TNG. Yeah. I think that is just as valuable as doing Picard without yeah, I, I think I think just for me, I'm just thinking from the business sense. Of like, okay, cool, all the assets are there. It just whoop, you just change the actors, and then it'd be kind of good. But yeah, no, I, that's, I'm know. saying that 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 works against them. I think that yeah. it, it hurts them more than the business side saves them. I think it mm. on the cultural cachet and the fan anger, it'll do more damage than you know being able to have like, oh, we have these art assets already. Oh, mm. and I think even. More than the name recognition. I don't think the Picard name recognition is that insanely strong. And it, the only recognition it'll be, it'll be like, oh, they did Picard without Picard. Okay. Oh, I see. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I guess so. I guess maybe they'll like call it like, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll figure something out. like next, next generation. <laughs> no, that'll be That's, I think it'll be some <laughs> stupid play on generation is my guess. Yeah. Oh, the next evolution. Um, yeah. Anyway, some, something like that. Yeah. I do the one thing I think you and I could both agree that was very surprising. Um, man, that space dock can take a fucking beating. Well, and it, I didn't really understand. It looked like it was shot down and it like hits the space shield, like the planetary shield. But then at the end yeah. of the season, it's just like back up. And I was like, oh, no, they they rebuilt it. It took, I think there was at least a couple of years or at least one. Oh, year. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But here's my thing was like that original one where the, like the, the Borg fleet was like fighting the space station. I was like, so holy shit. Like that thing's like, that thing could take like anything it throws at it. I'm like, there was like yeah. photon torpedoes on photon torpedoes and phaser fire going nuts. Wow. That thing is built. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that might have been my least favorite scene in the whole season was just like yeah. Terry Ryan or a seven of nine is just like doing these strafing runs and like, just, they're just all just... there lined up shooting. It was like, this is stupid. And like, it yeah. adds nothing to it. And I don't like when Star Trek focuses on space combat. I think it's like, that's when it's at its dumbest. But <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that there's people that watch space shows for flashing lights and shit. Well, so. well they want, they want the ship battles, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, I anyways, I think, I think I'm done talking about Picard. Yeah, me too. I think overall great. we're both, I'm fucking so happy that it's actually good. Uh, it's not like the best thing I've ever seen. It's not the best Star Trek that there ever was, but it's the best Star Trek since Deep Space Nine. So yeah. Cause like for me, like the best thing I've seen this so far this year will still be the last of us. Like that's just perfection. Yeah, in the TV show. That's a different thing. But like, this is to me satisfies all the fan service I could ever get. And yeah, I could I could talk about it a little bit more, but eh, I'm 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 yeah. kind of done. Well, have you watched the latest episodes of Ted Lasso? Are you up to date? Yeah, I'm up to date. That out. Oh my god, it's whoops. okay. Um, so let's talk briefly, or should we save the whole thing for a later date? I mean, we're already, we we're already over. Can we, uh, no, can we, let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah, I, save it, save I have it. lots of thoughts, and I yeah. have strong thoughts on last night's episode. But why don't we really move, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have strong thoughts. Um, yeah. you. Wanted to talk a little bit about Yakuza. So give me a brief little bit because we're we're running late. Uh, no, no, we're not. Uh, oh, well, actually, wait. We're technically not running late because we had um uh we had the warm up, but that's fine. Uh, no. Ooh, no, actually, let's skip Yakuza. Do you want right to talk to, uh, to bad PC ports? I I don't. Know, it feels like it's no. not. I think it's like maybe I would just talk about like my current experience with. The I think Yakuza. yeah, keep it like yeah. fairly brief because it's like we don't yeah. I don't think people like people want to hear it, but I don't think they want to hear like too much of the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you want, do you want to intro it or? Uh, sure. Yeah. I feel like that's, uh, that's it for Picard. Why don't you, Jono, tell us a little bit about some of your updates on living in the United States. Living in the United States is freaking interesting. Um, so part of the biggest kind of things here is, is that you have to get ID. You have to get all sorts of different kind of paperwork done, but Here's the thing is that there was no service to tell you this. So I had to research everything. I had to go, okay, what do I need to do? I need this, this, and this. And one of the big components is you need a driver's license. I have a driver's license, uh, but that's a Canadian driver's license or BC driver's license. Mm -hmm. Now you need a New Jersey driver's license. Along with that, you need to register your car and get Jersey insurance and yeah. plates and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But Fuck the whole process to get your New Jersey license from out of country is a whole different experience. I'll so a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I did some research. I did two things. I researched online on the website, also third party websites. I even called, I even called the freaking DMV or what they call here, the motor vehicle commission MVC uh, to go, okay, how do I do this process? I looked at it going, all right, I need to do what's called an out of state because that's the equivalent. And I called someone, they said the same thing in a third party website. So they all said the same thing and they go, go in, do some paperwork, and then you're done. Like you, you, you'll get your new license, you're taking a new photo. Fantastic. I go to there, I made an appointment, I went there. I had four people yell at me, going, You can't do this, you can't get a license, you have to take a test blah 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 and maybe a driving test and i was like holy shit like 
I don't want to take a driving test. Yeah, I don't want to take a driving test. Like, that sucks. Like, I drove across a fucking country here. Um, but two, chill. Holy shit. I made one little mistake. Just explain it to me like a fucking yeah. human being. I get it. It's like the worst place you can probably work because that place is just built on someone. You go, you take, go to a line, you tell them what you want, and then they tell you to go to a different line. And then you do some paperwork to give you a number, and then you have to wait in another line until your number is called. It's like you're in a process of hurry up and wait. Like that's the whole thing. And here's the fucked up thing: those these little forms you have to fill out. And you have to fill them up perfectly. If you make a mistake, you have to go get out of line, fill it out, and go back of the line. And it's like in these lines are not like five minutes, ten minutes. They're like twenty minutes. So I fell in line. There was a part that said county in my head. I didn't read the whole word. I thought like it was country. country. So I put, oh, uh, I, I put, oh, country, USA. That's kind of weird, but okay. But they're like, oh, no, you had to put county, which I'm not going to say because that just will dox me. <laughs> but so I had to like, oh, you have to go back in the line. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. So anyways, I pretty much did all the paperwork and they're like, okay, you had to do a knowledge test. I was like, what's a knowledge test? Like, oh, it's a written multiple choice test. Stop. Same thing is here just to, to make sure that you know the rules. Okay, cool. Do you want to do it now? I'm like, fuck no. I don't know all the rules. I know yeah. how to drive, but yeah. there was always differences. Yeah, it's always so, like, okay, you can be this far from the curb. You have to be this far from another car. Like, And everything yeah, is miles per hour too. So like, uh, my mindset yeah. is different because like uh, for the viewers, if you're American, I know you can drive like about like 35 miles per hour, which is equivalent to our 50 kilometers per hour. And then you can drive in rural roads, which is 50 miles per hour, which is our 70 kilometers. And this is all that kind of shit. And there's like certain restrictions and little things like that. I spent like a week and a half testing and did dummy tests. And I kind of wish I did a stream on the tests because sometimes Man, I would guarantee some people will think some answers are one thing, but it's actually another because it's just how they word it. Yeah, they're trying to trick you. Yeah, it's very rude. So, anyways, um, yesterday, yesterday morning was when I did my knowledge test, and there was a whole like identification purpose like thing. You have to bring like six points of ID. Each ID is worth a certain value of points. And I already went through that, I thought, and I thought I could just use a basic ID just to verify everything. No, you have to bring all of it again. And so I had to drive all the way back to the house, get my passport, get my all these like bits of information and do it and go to it. So I spent 20 minutes getting told that's not right. No, actually 20 plus 15. It was like 30 minutes. I had to go back home, get back in line. That's another 30 minutes. Do the test. And then back all the lines. But here's the thing. <laughs> I did the test and I did a tweet. I thought I was really prepared. Like I was like confident because every dummy test I've done, I was like 85, the lowest 96 was the highest. <laughs> so you need 40 answers to be right out of 50. Okay. And I was at 39, right? Eight wrong. <laughs> and so I had like two opportunities to pass this test and the questions I was getting wrong was not me. No, like I know how to drive. I know the rules. Well, all the tests were like administration tests. It's mm. like, oh, if you're a graduated driver, can you drive at these times? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. 
Like, I don't care. I don't want to know. It doesn't matter. Whatever. So I was getting all these answers wrong because it was just like all these like, if you're a GDL, can you have one person? Or if you're a GDL and you make a mistake and you violation, do you get the, the points on your license or is it both your instructor? Like it's all these things. Like it, it shouldn't mm. matter. Like you shouldn't have to know these things, but apparently you do. Uh, okay. But I passed like literally my, the- my Apple watch. I started at like 80, 70, 80 resting heart rate. It went up to like 130. <laughs> it thought I was having a heart attack. Cause I was like, uh, 39, please be right. And I passed. It was great. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah that's uh the DMV or the M- MCB. M- uh, MVC, yeah. MVC. They're they're hist- or like notoriously shit. Uh and yeah. I don't envy the process you've had to go through. So yeah. So but it I sucks, have to go man. back soon because I have to do my registration. I'm getting my license next week. But here's here's the fun thing. This is something that I was, I was looting before in the wing warm-up. If you want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash list wing. Hell yeah. So okay. Um Maybe for the viewer, we have to explain this to you a bit. So we also have kind of a graduated license system. We have in BC or in Canada, you have your learner's permit, which you have to, when you get it after the knowledge test, you drive with someone else or above 25 and you can drive and that's how you learn. Then you get a new driver's license or the end system and then you can drive by yourself. And then after that, you take a test, you get your full license or class five. I never got my class five. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm 37. I've had a N driving license since I was 18. So for 19 years, I never got the full license. I thought it license. expires. I thought after a you just renew time, it. the N expires. You just renew it. You just okay. renew it. So I just kept renewing it because here's the thing. But then I never, wait, you I, weren't allowed to have more than one person in your car. Yeah. So until I'm 21 and then the other person that was always in my car was my wife or my friends who are over 25. So it was no, like, no, but it doesn't matter. You're not allowed to have more than one person. That's not your family in your car. No, so no, you, I've gotten like, you no, know, you no, get like a $500 fine, dude. No, I, I know I've, I've gotten tickets. I've showed my ID. I've never got that kind of fine before. That's so you're definitely at with an N you're only allowed one person <laughs> in your car. They have yeah. to be, uh, and they have to be, no, and you don't, they can be anyone. Yeah. Uh, but I think if it's family, you're allowed a, a little bit more exceptions. But yeah. if, yeah, it's only one person in your car. Oh, so my I'm surprised. God. That's, that's the guy hilarious. You didn't even look that it was an end, li- end license. Probably you, not. You didn't have your end on the back of your car, I don't think. No, I never did. So, uh, fun fact, uh, hopefully not, but this does not bite me in the ass. Uh, so, I'm going to get my full license in New Jersey. <laughs> so, I skipped that last test. And then when if I come back to live in Canada, I'm just gonna take that full license and just transfer back. So yeah. I fucked the system. Yeah, I beat yeah. I, you. <laughs> I did the same thing. So I had in Ontario, it's the same thing. You have your G1, G2, and then your G is like the full license. Mm-hmm. And so I had the the equivalent of an N in Ontario, and then I yeah. moved out here and I just I just signed up and they're like, all right, here's your license. And it was a class five, and I was like, Nice. So it's nice. They they don't seem to communicate super well. Like it's like most places have, you know, like a beginner's learners and a full license. You'd yeah. think that they would be interchangeable where you go, but they're, they're so poor at communicating that it's just nice. You get to beat the system. It's sick. Yeah. Jillian's so mad. My wife, Jillian, she is like, you fuck. Like you, you, I can't believe you never got your class five, which is hilarious. And it doesn't matter. I don't drink anyways. Um, yeah. So 
It really doesn't matter. I never carpool. Who cares? I usually enough. I only had like one person in the car, anyways. At the yeah, usually most. it's not super common to have like five. Yeah. So, haha, haha, ha, 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 ha. You did it. Congratulations. Ha, ha. I beat the system. I had just had to drive three thousand miles and move to a new country to beat the super system. Super easy. I'm sure it was worth all the paperwork just for that. Yeah. No, I just wanted to give that update of um, America. Fix your shit, because also I have to go back to register a car. I'm buying a car. Um, Ooh, what car? I'm not. I'm not gonna say uh, it's. What well, I will. I think I know. Yeah, I think I think I've told you, but you told um, me, you told- I will announce it on. I'll, I'll, I'll announce it on Patreon first. Let's just say that. Sure. I'll, when sure. it happens, I'll do it. But I have to register the car. I have to go back to the fucking DMV. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I wish I could just do this online. No. Nope. That's not how it works. Just like it doesn't work for us to continue this episode. Yeah. Let's wrap so- it up. Let's wrap it up. So I'm going to go thank all our Patreon members. So Woo! let's just do it. All 14 of them. Thank you guys so much. So we got our for most most recent to the, the first one. So we got Emma Franklin, Mark Bradshaw, Maury Martinez, Sly Marilyn, Ethan Lowe, David Curry, Briggs Wellman, Emil Coe, Daniel Quazo, Joe Norton, jo- Cody Owen, Matthew Noonan, which is the biggest bro out there because he's he pledges a lot. And also he gave us all those hot sauces, which I miss doing with you. Um, Mike1814 and Guillermo Navarro. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. If you want to pledge and support us, go to patreon.com slash let's wing it. Let's wing it. If you want to reach us by email, let's wing it 22 at gmail.com or let's wing it pod um, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yep. Uh, and, and then, then individually, what's what's your Twitter? John O'Tan? No, Burnt John o- Banana. Yeah, no, jo- John O'Tan 86. Okay. And I'm uh, the chosen David. Yeah. Uh, and so cool. next week, we'll uh, we'll see you then, people. Bye-bye. And this podcast Bye-bye. is owned by Joda Media Limited. Joda Media. Joda Media. Uh, Who the fuck's my mouse cursor? For fuck's sake. Uh,